Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! John, yeah. welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. What is the biggest opportunity for banks right now that they're missing? Okay, we can do that. Let's, let's start then. We're starting. Three, two... It's already started, John. Wait, are we on? Yeah. We've oh, been we just started this. the podcast. We're on a podcast right I now? I just asked you a question. Holy, I was sitting here waiting to count down and get all into no. it. You're already into it. I already asked you the question. Don't have to get ready if you're already. Mm-hmm. If you're waiting on me, you're backing up. Don't have to show up if you're already there. Yep. Wherever you go, there What's you are. What's the biggest opportunity? We jump right into this one. All right. That's what happens when I lead. Yeah. Okay. What are you asking me? I already asked you. Ask again. What I need is- you to ask again. I don't remember. I'm a goldfish. I don't remember things. What? Who are you? What is the biggest okay. missed opportunity for banks? How are banks missing the boat right now? Single biggest one. Well, what are I, all I the banks about not doing? I don't know about boats. Yeah. I don't want to talk about sailing and rowboats. Sail away with Christopher Cross? Mm, yeah, you could. We haven't talked about sports. Yeah. Uh, football's football. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of over it right now. Hmm? Ryder Cup. You're catching up with me. Woman got hit in the eye. Like, there's a bunch of stuff going on around that. That's not good. Yeah, that was not good. I don't even want to talk. Like, that's just depressing. Yep. So, what's the biggest (laughs) missed opportunity? What is the largest majority? Majority. The the smallest. Talk about the smallest majority. The smallest majority. What What are banks missing the boat on? If you're asking me, and I think you are. Yeah. My answer would be, uh-huh. which I think you could guess, would be the. Actually, I have no idea. What the you're gonna whole say. digital experience. That would be where I think community banks, especially, miss the boat. Yeah. I think starting from the content they produce. So, it, what's the opportunity? What could what can they do? They can produce better, relevant, and more entertaining content. I know someone's entertaining. In 2018, if that's what year it is, I don't know because I'm a goldfish. If that's the year it is, people n- generally know what a bank does. They generally know. I, now they may I not, don't know. No, I don't they know. Do. That they-, they know that a bank does deposits and checking. They know that you get a loan there. Now, they d- may not know the intricacies of a HELOC or a mortgage or what it takes to get it and all the paperwork that we force on them. I talked to a bank the other day. The bank talked? <laughs> you walked up and the marble columns went, hello. I talked to a person at a bank. There you go. The other day. And I like the way you said person. You were very politically correct there. <laughs> a human. A human being. Oh, now see, now, mm, mm, they, I, might, they might not be a human. They might not. Um, I talked to a person at a bank that, I, I don't know, man. I, I really think this is... Maybe my answer is, I think the biggest opportunity that, that banks are missing, and I've kind of alluded to this before, actually explaining to people what a bank is and why they should have it. Because I think we jump that, and it's like an understood thing. Like, you need a bank, because bank. But they were like, 
and I have no idea why they wanted to make um, auto loans, but they were like, oh, you do those? And like, I hear that all the time about like mortgage. You do that? But that's part of content. And I think it has to be it, delivered digitally today. Yeah. But I think, yeah, go, go, go ahead. So one thing, I, a few places where I think banks miss on the digital thing is you own the content now, but you also own the state, the channel and the medium of delivery. And so if you can create a strong Facebook page or a strong Instagram channel or a strong Snapchat or whatever it is you do, you now have a strong medium to deliver your message that before you pretty much had, I mean, 20, 30 years ago, it was you had four stations that you had to choose between. You could do the mailbox. Well, you certainly couldn't and put you any could do content. Radio, and you couldn't put any content because it was 30-second snippets, and you could do a talkie on the radio. But now if your content A remote. A remote, Yes, you could a radio remote where they show up and they sit in your branch, and give out popcorn and hot dogs. And say, come on down to Jim Bob's Toyota. At, and we're we at got First specials. National Bank. We got specials today at First National Bank of the State Trust. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. That's about all. By the way, change your bank name. Anyway, keep going. Uh, we're on a mission to make banks change their name. So we're like the Blues Brothers. We're the Bank Brothers. We're on a mission from God to make you change your bank name. <laughs> I, I am not. I yes, am, you are. I, you're Belushi. How am I Belushi? Because I said you are. He was the cooler one, so it's fine. He was. He's also the deader one, too. <laughs> well. So anyway. Anyway, back to the lecture at hand. I do. I think it's a digital experience because that's how people receive their information today is over this little six by three inch, however big it is, phone. And so how are you getting your content to your consumer? Are you still just male? Are you still just... Oh, we'll do it at the Rotary. And you look around, and there's no one in Rotary under 60. Under 600. Yeah. So digital delivery is where I think banks miss because they don't have a strong website. They don't have a strong conversion platform. They don't have a strong interactive platform. If, a, if someone asks a question over social and goes back and forth. They need a chatbot. They need AI so they can give you words. That, gosh, this weekend, a certain cable provider, my Wi-Fi went down. And I had to deal with, press one for someone to tell you if it, and then it's someone that's going to fix. And if you do, and I was like, if I could just talk to someone for three seconds, they could send the refresh signal and probably have it fixed. But instead, I had to go through word salad, jumble jibbity gobbledy gibbity doo and it took a lot longer than if I could just talk to someone. I know it was cheaper for the, I understand the, they act like the public's stupid, and maybe we are in some what? senses. Yeah, maybe we are. But I don't think I'm dumb on this stuff because I've dealt in it. You knew you needed a refresh signal. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. All I need is refreshing. And then you might say, well, John, just unplug it and play back in. Okay, I can do that and shut everything down. But anyway. I do remember I did have a um, one provider one time that will like had a, one of the first things was hit a button to send a refresh signal. Yeah. No, it's it's – that was a good idea. That's what this did. And then it sent me a text back saying success or failure. Send it back and we'll call you back. And so I said, you put four steps into something that took one step. But anyway, there was an article that I forwarded to you, and I don't remember who wrote it, but it talked about the experience of going into a bank. Remember when I sent that to you? It, I don't think it was that well written, but it had basically... No, a, it was bad. But a guy walked in... Yeah. A, but a guy walked in a bank, and this is not a joke, guy walks into a bank. But a guy walked into a bank, and there were two people in there... One's dealing with a lockbox customer. The other one's over there trying to do a transaction. And because banks sometimes understaff, depending on the time of the day, are trying to handle the drive-thru. And so he waits for 20 minutes, and then he walks up and does 
does everything at the account opening platform that he could have easily done on his phone, but he's doing it purposefully to have an article. Otherwise, he wouldn't have anything to write about. And he walks up and he has to give a driver's license. He has to fill out all this paperwork. And then he has to sit there and tell them what all he wants. When if the bank, and this bank did not have a digital account opening process. So he like drove for a CD or something like that. And then he ended up opening an account. But he did it to create the story and, yeah. and give an example. But the point was the bank did not have a way to open an account online. And everything he did, I think the entire process, the account opening once he got there took about 20 minutes. He waited about 20 minutes. Then by the time he left, he had been there almost an hour. No, I think it was Wasn't like it? I think it was like two and a half hours. It was, it was it was something just crazy. But it was very typical. It was, and we don't even look at that stuff. Like we, but that's the point. Everyone wants to go for the what's your big data doing with social media and chatbots, and yet someone walks into your bank and it takes them an hour to open an account. When literally all you need is a picture of a driver's license, a social security number, and a signature. But, John, you don't understand. There's so much more around the risk profile than that and fraudulent accounts and blah, blah. Nobody can figure it out. Well, I'm going to tell you right now a bad thing. The customer doesn't care. Exactly. The customer doesn't care about your compliance. They really don't. They compare about... they. they care about their account being protected, well, and it, they care about security. I would they argue, don't care about you saying, but it has to be Patriot Act compliant, blah, 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 blah. They don't care. Right, but you do have to because that's no, a law. We know you have to, but find a way to do it this customer-friendly or yeah. something. Well, that's the thing is, you know, in our last podcast, we talked about, you know, millennials killing something, and I believe that the, those entities, Toys R Us, Blockbusters, they... It's generally accepted they killed themselves by lack of innovation, but this is a thing. If if some non-bank entity, some fintech that we're all also scared of, creates something... Oh, it's already there. It's just not branded enough yeah. yet to get to the consumer. That you can do a... Like, actually fund your account, and it makes it easy? Well, well ING, or whatever it is they were doing this year... You know, they've been doing this for a while. They were doing it where if you called the call center more than two or three times, if I recall, they would actually say this account might not be right for you. Yeah. And it might, not, it might not have been their company, but there was an online bank. Yeah. I think it had been acquired since then that would say, we are online. Like you need, If you need to, to interact with us, just text message or email yeah. or social. If you need to open an account, deposit, you can mail your checks in. Now that we've got mobile deposit, you mobily deposit them. We don't want you to interact with us. You don't want to interact with us, you know, vice versa. And that it creates a different type of relationship. But that's the biggest opportunity that I see that we miss is the digitalization of community banking. And well, how do you have a relationship on a phone, basically? I, I mean, that sounds weird to well, say. Well, I mean, the thing is, is, we think we need a relationship, but, I mean, by providing value, like, I, and I, value. Go, I go to my side. But, I mean, it's true, like, I read a stat seven minutes before we started that and i believe it that whether it's anecdotal or not that half of people in america half of americans have cried about their finances at some time like been worried about it i believe i if it's just been worried about it i mean i would say it's more than half i think it's a hundred percent yeah if there was any way to give that value of actually helping alleviate some of that stress like empathy yeah you know hey I see I have access to all your accounts and all your spending. And I see well, I mean just just imagine I see on payday the next three days you're balling out, brother. Yeah. Like, and then on Tuesday it's stress time again. Yeah. So we could do this for you to help you with that. Use this um budgeting tool. And 
the bankers all so they're going to be half the marketers out there they're like this sounds wonderful and the pfm providers are like praise the That's lord what we this is what to do. this is what we sell and then half the bankers list are going to be like, that's an overstep of privacy and block. Like, we can't do that. We can't. Blockchain t- will figure all that out. And we can't tell people how to spend <laughs> their own money. And and this is the argument that we're in and nothing gets done. Because there are people that believe in it too much. And there are people that don't believe in it not at all. And there's no real middle ground there. There are no 80, 89 octane gas users. I also think that. We, as banks, do a lot of shopping programs where you have someone come into the bank of the platform. Make sure you're shopping yourself digitally, too, and not with one person. Mm. Have a grandmom do it. Have a millennial do it. Have a Gen Z or Gen Y or baby boomer, World War II vet, whatever it is. Have them shop it digitally and in mass. So you get two or three hundred back. So it's a statistically accurate poll. Not one person. That tells you what's going on with your digital channels because that's more important to shop, I think, than the platform. I've got a great story I haven't told you yet, so you're actually going to have a natural reaction Hercules, to Hercules, Hercules. So talk to a person at a bank uh, okay. in, a, in a small town, community bank, that said they had somebody go shop that bank. And the shopper walks into the bank in a town of 500 people and says, yeah, I just bought a house here and I'm looking for a new bank. And, the, wah, wah. and the, the teller said, no, you didn't, because <laughs> she knew. You did not do that, because there are no houses. Like, it's just, I was just like. There are no new homes here. Yeah. We're the only bank in town. It, if yeah. you're the only bank in a community, I don't know that you need to shop yourself as much as just put up the imaginary fence around your customers and just keep them there. Yeah. But it was just funny that. Like, there are communities out there that, like, literally can tell you what 100% of the community is doing. It's a great segue, though, that everybody that listens to the podcast should write down and then visit 10accounts.com. Oh, that is a good segue. Josh, let me let me rain on my boy a little bit. Their agency, who mm-hmm. does great work, and I can't speak highly enough about them. I speak so highly about them that I refer business to them when I can, and I don't even get a kickback for it. Can you believe that? Because I'm a nice guy. Well, because legally, we that's the problem with kickbacks. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go to jail either. <laughs> yeah. And I like my job. So, to that point, I'm also the one-man community board over here for mm-hmm. it. So, to that point, one of his star peoples over here went took about a thousand bucks and went around yep. to, I, I gave him a, I gave him an envelope with a thousand dollars cash in it and he didn't go spend it which is surprising because I would have been like I'm out yeah but he went to 10 different banks and shopped them but it was real it, it was real shopping in that he wasn't some bank customer that was hired to do it he didn't have a script no, he didn't yeah he just walked in like I just said you go in like you're opening a and he's in his late 20s I mean it's like he fits the profile of exactly what it is but yet did it more organically than I think the companies that do it although some do a great job we hire them to do it and they do awesome jobs when they record and video and sneakily get you info on your people it's not that but it's, it's no, the raw this is experience. just raw this is just raw and it, I, and it's good it's really good story about the different experiences you have at banks when people say all banks are the same. They're not, except for their name. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he went to, you know, mega bank, national banks, went to banks with no physical presence, went to banks with only physical, well, really only physical presence, tiny community banks. It's a, I, I had this idea because, I mean, we, I've talked to people with, you know, their own shopping programs. I'm like, but if you ever shopped 
We've talked about this. John and I have talked about this. Like, why don't we go open some accounts somewhere else and just see what it's like? I mean, what's the... I know a bunch of banks that don't know what their strongest competitor's app is like because they didn't go across the street or send their husband, wife, child to go open a bank account. So, like, I know people that fight tooth and nail against their biggest competitor and have no idea what it's like even doing business there. Yeah, that's another go thing open that freaks an account. me out when people don't even know what their competitor's app looks like. It and could that, be, like, I mean, t- I, a thousand times better. Look, I, I will... I will look, I have a little folder on my little iPhone here, and I hit finance. I have Chase MX. I have Venmo, obviously. I have Mint. But then I get in, I have one, because I'm not going to even name them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have eight. I have eight competitor bank apps on my phone. I don't have accounts with all of them, but three or four of them I did at one point, and I can still get in and see, because I want to see if they're doing something better or different than we are. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, if you don't know those, how do you know what you, I like seeing their direct mail? Yeah. I like seeing their website. I like seeing their digital placement. I like seeing what they do geofencing wise. I like seeing how they market themselves because I don't want to do the same thing. Number one, mm-hmm. which we've had, we've had to call banks that have had the same actors in their ads and they've called us when <laughs> agents aren't honest and they put uh, different actors in different bank ads. Same actor, same in, actors in different, bank in different ads. banks. Yeah. They know what I'm saying. Yeah. People know. But go go to ten bank or I'm sorry, go to ten accounts, one zero accounts dot com. So you open ten ten accounts at ten different banks and he gives you the account of that experience. Right now, um we're we're way ahead uh, as far as the experience. So like the the I don't know, the writing is really good. Riley Manning on my staff did it, um did a fantastic job, was the right man for the job. Very straightforward. I mean so we sent out, like, we just released this and sent out an email. Like, I'm getting, like, Riley's getting fan mail. Like, this is, it's entertaining writing. For us in the industry, it's, um, you know, it's it's a little um, voyeurish, I guess, that you get to see what the experience is like. He doesn't pull any punches. Um, He's also a boxer and a fighter, so he literally does not pull He does any not punches. pull any punches. Um, I think Mississippi Junior Golden Gloves champion. Yes. Um, he yeah. will open a checking account and box your face <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, uh, he won't punch you, but eh, he punches. Yeah, if you're getting the ring, he's gonna punch you in the face. Yeah. But anyway, it's interesting um, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Ten accounts. It's ten accounts. One zero accounts dot com. You go to mavisagency.com slash ten. It's cool stuff. Hey, we'll put Bobby, a link. Bobby is magical. He will put some um, some magician wand strokes. And then magically the domain will appear. It will. And it, it may even, when you said the biggest opportunity, it may actually lead to the biggest opportunity for your bank because you could read the 10 things, mm-hmm. realize, oh, where, the, real, the, realize where your bank fits yeah. in. I was trying to give you some Sorry. help here. Yeah. Then you could call the Mavis agency oh, it's, and exploit your big opportunity to rebrand, recreate. The biggest opportunity with, you haven't hired us. It was all a setup. It was. This whole thing's a setup. It's hey, a if big you're play. awesome, if you're an awesome person, call me. If you kind of just are lame, I don't. Eighty nine gasoline. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you use eighty nine gasoline, just go on with your yeah. life. But if you use the other, two, I don't. I don't know that I want. <laughs> there may be some awesome people. I just don't know them. Yeah. Anyway, the th- the other thing I say is it's an ongoing series. So right now the um, 
the topic you you read about Riley, you read about. Um, so he went through it. It's like so. <coughs> I mean, he even asked, like, what should I write about first? I said, well, if you were sitting down to compare brand, to, to compare banks, you would look at their website and you would look at their brand and see which one you would go into. And so he writes this like comparative analysis of these ten banks, like which one he would feel more confident. Next is the in branch experience when he opens the account. And the cool thing is, there's sort of this like summary that comes out first. Um, that's sort of more prose and story driven, and then he gives um, um, kind of a rundown of what happened at the ten banks. So every two weeks, there's this sort of story that comes out. That's the overview, and then two weeks later, there's. Um, a summary of what happens at, at each of them. I'm excited, obviously. I'm not, but it's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's real. It's actually really good, and it's a good read, even if you are happy with what's going on and you're doing well and you're crushing it. And your, your bank may be in your it. Bank, your bank may be in it. Does he mention? I'm trying. He doesn't mention the banks no, by name. No. So there's a cool thing that we that we built that is when you mouse over the bank name, it gives you a little key so you get you get kind of a profile of what the bank is when we mention it and we we change the names to protect the innocent and the guilty you probably change them to better bank names than the actual bank names you know weirdly most of the banks we shopped actually had unique bank names maybe that was part of it that that was that's a good play then because the other ones are all the same maybe yeah i i didn't think about it but i'm going through the list i can I can remember probably six of the banks off the top of my head that we shopped, and they, and obviously, because their names are unique, I can remember what they are. I like it. I like it. Go to it. Check it out. Check it out. Check check. Speaking of checking out, yeah. Bye. I, I always I always give a shout out to our partners at Rain Local, RainLocal.com, geofencing. All you need to geoconquest. Again, as we repeat. Maybe say agency, get your design, get your help from them if you're looking, because it's our podcast, we can say what we want. But uh, Rain Local is a great geofencing provider. They help create placement for your digital campaigns, whether it be native or social. And rainlocal.com, look them up, tell them John Oxford and Josh maybe sent you, and they will take care of you. Uh, but other than that, I think that's part of the opportunity, too, is how you place your ads. But yeah, the digital experience and moving into the digital realm and not getting left behind as a community bank is probably the biggest miss or opportunity I see. And when I talk about digital, I'm just I'm not just talking about an app. I'm talking about the whole content experience that your bank provides. Are you providing interesting, entertaining, and informative content? Are you delivering it property, properly and targeted well? And then when they get on your site or when they come to you, are you making it easy for them to do business with you and to transfer money and to make a deposit or you st- or they still have to actually be physically in the presence of your banker uh, because I, I again the hackneyed stories of the blockbusters and the toys r us's and all the other stuff that's gotten dominated by amazon is the same thing that could happen to community banks and get lending's a little different because you do have to have certain credit qualities which may have actually saved the banks and saved us but the digital experience is the biggest opportunity i see now for community banks to move forward and become really, really good at customer service and client experience interaction and the journey. Yep. So that being said, give that site one more time, the 10... 10 accounts.com. 10 accounts.com, maybe say she.com. This has been the Marketing Money Podcast at marketingmoneypodcast.com. Deuces.
views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.